Hello, Christ Central. It is Friday, May 8th. Hopefully you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in again. You're now listening to The Tight Five. As a pastor, we are taught and trained to make connections and wring out a sermon illustration from anything and everything. And though being married can be a trove of illustrations, I know these analogies can be tired. Also, that's a very small reason why I want kids. Coming up with the right illustration can be challenging. But if this quarantine has taught me anything, it's forced me to find small nuggets of gospel lessons in the ordinary. Heck, If I can illustrate a small gospel principle from a Pokemon card, specifically a Charizard 1st edition, to quote Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. And so for my final podcast of the week, I want to share with you some innocuous gospel analogies that I've drawn up. Just a reminder, all analogies aren't perfect, and like Swiss cheese, it will have some holes in it. These are just some connections I've made to draw up something useful from the pedestrian. Gospel lesson number one. I really need a haircut. I think a lot of us need a good lineup right now. My mane is so out of hand, so unruly, that's even made me long for my dad's special. The bowl cut. I think the bowl cut is the one fashion choice that has yet to make its comeback. We've seen Champion and Fila make its resurrection. We've seen overalls make a comeback. But not the bowl cut. My dad used to cut my hair, but he only knew one style. But he was very good at it. He didn't even need the bowl for a guide. He could freehand a perfect line. He perfected the Lego hair. Around the 5th or 6th grade, when I was getting more self-aware, I told my dad that I didn't want the bowl cut anymore. It started out as a soft murmur under the sound of the clipper. And so my dad would stop cutting and ask if I'd said something. And I had to tell him the tough truth. I didn't want to get a bowl cut anymore. In fact, I didn't want to get my hair cut from him either. You see, the whole time he was cutting my hair... He was also spewing out unsolicited advice in the mother tongue, which I had not and still have not mastered. I think about that moment and I wonder how my dad must have felt. Like a typical first-gen Korean father and a second-gen Korean American who is always in cultural limbo, we haven't talked about it still. But what do I glean from this reflection? I think that sometimes, for me, I get too caught up in the details of how God can bless me, and if it looks drastically different than my own preconceived notions, I complain. I even dared to say that God doesn't listen. But the real blessing is in the cultivation of the relationship. It is to see past the bowl cut and cherish the moment, the relationship. The bowl cut was an excuse for my dad to spend time with me, and I completely missed that. May we choose the relationship over our own ideals. 
Gospel lesson number two. Happy wife, happy life, as they say. But what they don't tell you is the fine print. Sometimes a happy wife means you driving ungodly distances for underwhelming food, like Jimmy John's. But I do it. I want to serve my wife as best as I can. Recently, Christy was craving P.F. Chang's, which is the first time craving and P.F. Chang's have ever appeared in the same sentence. But alas, I had a free entree reward that was expiring anyway. So what the heck? Let's do it. Unfortunately, the P.F. Chang's that was closest to my apartment had been shut down, and the next closest one was in Walnut Creek, maybe. 20 to 25 minutes away. Now, I don't mind driving for something worthwhile, but for some overpriced Americanized Chinese food? You get my point. I will say, though, their lettuce wraps are pretty bomb. The whole ordeal takes over an hour. There was a delay with the order, and surprisingly, there were a lot of cars out on the road. And on top of that, my Bluetooth wasn't connecting for some reason, so I had to just listen to the radio. And so I go pick up the food, and I drive back. And as you know, food experiences a precipitous decline in quality in the takeout form. And so if P.F. Chang's is already just okay, imagine how much less I was looking forward to it. But as I was taking out the food... The team at P.F. Chang's apparently included an extra free entree with a kind note to be safe and even added a few extra fortune cookies. And even though the food was just okay and even though we couldn't finish all the food that we had, all my bad feelings about the distance, about the food, completely dissipated. And so what did I glean from this? Not to hyper-spiritualize the moment, but it really dawned on me just how far God went to meet us where we are. Surely that distance is infinitely greater than Berkeley to Walnut Creek. Also, unlike my grumbling heart, God does it willingly. Jesus did it willingly, and it challenges and convicts me to serve with a more willing heart. Finally, as small as the gesture of an extra order of sesame chicken was in that moment, it reminded me that God's grace is always overflowing and surprising. Grace that is expected loses its luster, but it is only when we're blindsided it leaves us breathless, and it's always in excess. All this from a trip to P.F. Chang's. Gospel lesson number three. This one is a special one for my mother. She is my spiritual role model and someone who continues to challenge and encourage me. And she was the complete foil to my stoic gargoyle that was my father. She was affectionate and affirming to a fault and was the needed voice of constant exhortation. All of these, however, are only things that I've come to appreciate now that I have been away from Seattle for over nine years now. To be honest, I was deeply embarrassed about the way she would show her love to me. She would openly hug and kiss me in public. 
she would proclaim publicly that she loves me so much, especially around the cool kids at school. It was so much that I would ask her to drop me off a few blocks from the movie theater or the mall so that I wouldn't have to experience that public display of affection. But now that I'm older and that I've been away from her for a little while, I do miss her a lot. I do miss her constant barrage of love missiles that always seem to penetrate this old callous heart of mine. Even though I was always hard on myself, it was my mom's love that always had a therapeutic effect on me. And it didn't hurt that her love language was cooking and watching me eat. Her idea of a midnight snack is a 10-course meal that doesn't include the cut fruit afterwards. It's unfortunate that I can only appreciate my mom retrospectively. But therein lies the lesson. There is no time like the present. If this shelter in place has taught me anything, it has taught me to be present, to cherish the here and now. And this is what I'm trying to apply to my relationship with God. I don't want to always rejoice in God's faithfulness in the past tense. I want to embrace and celebrate His love and grace today. And hopefully as we practice social distancing, that we can exercise spiritual deepening. And that's a wrap for the week. Thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I just want to take this time to recognize a few people. Uh, First, a shout out to Big Rob for producing all of this. Thank you for keeping me in check. And finally, just want to pass the baton off to the sweet and succinct Pastor Simon. I'm so excited for what he has to share. So please tune in next week. But until next time, Christ Central, grace and peace to you all.